Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. I love a good food scene in a book, and so does my mom. It started for both of us in childhood and often involves plans to recreate the meals ourselves. Mom's love started with Heidi. She likes to recall how, as a little girl, the description of Heidi's simple meal of bread and cheese with fresh milk sounded like mouth-watering perfection to her. My grandmother was not known for her cooking. A spread of cheese and bread with a few other accompaniments, fruit, pickles, and nuts, is still one of our favorite lunches when she comes for a visit. As for me... The love of food and story began with my favorite childhood picture books, The Maggie Bee and Bread and Jam for Francis. Margaret Barnstable's cozy dinner of fish stew, fresh goat's milk, warm muffins and peaches served with cinnamon and honey as a storm rages outside her boat sounded like the epitome of comfort to me. And Francis's lunch at the end of Bread and Jam for Francis was the stuff that picnic dreams are made of. One of my favorite things to find when I pick up a new book are echoes of these memories from childhood. If there is an especially homey or comforting meal at the center of the book, I feel as if I found a piece of home or a small leap back in time to my childhood. It is all the more satisfying when a comforting meal is found in the pages of a children's book, where such scenes are the most at home. If you listen to my interview with Mez Bloom, you may recall she recommended the book Adventures with Waffles by Maria Parr. As you may have gathered from the title, a certain golden and crisp delicacy holds an important place in the book. The young nine-year-old Trill and his friend Lena eat copious amounts of heart-shaped waffles lovingly made by his great aunt throughout this charming story. But unlike the waffles I am used to eating, fluffy and thick, swimming in butter and syrup, Trill and Lena enjoy their waffles thin with butter and sugar only. A small difference, but my interest was piqued as I read. More on that later. Of course, this book is so much more than about waffles, or food for that matter. It is a fast-paced, charming, and humorous story of friendship, sprinkled with a healthy dose of adventure and childhood hijinks. Friends and adventure, the two seem to go hand-in-hand in the best stories to fill childhood. Throw in a mix of good humor and heart, and the book is near perfection. The adventures don't have to be grand, just the ordinary type, which so magically fill the days of childhood. And if we are very fortunate, these ingredients don't just make up the best stories in our books, but the ones in our lives as well. That is, if we are as lucky to have a friendship like the characters in today's book. Trill and Lena live in a small Norwegian fishing and farming community called Matildevik Cove. There are not many children in the cove, and perhaps this is why the two neighbors are such close friends. They are an odd match, to be sure. Trill and Lena are unlikely best friends. Lena is the more adventurous and outspoken, impervious to any threats of danger. Think of a modern-day Pippi Longstockings. And Trill is the more cautious and tender of the two. Their days are spent getting into a variety of scrapes. 
The children find themselves in many of these situations due to their insatiable curiosity, and also Lena's plucky spirit. She seems to never meet a challenge she is not willing to accept. And while Lena is confident, Trill is more sensitive. Hardly able to believe his luck that he has found a best friend at the house next door to him. At least he considers Lena his best friend. He's not sure if she feels the same. Adventures with Waffles begins at the start of Trill and Lena's summer break. That magical time in childhood of rambles outside with playmates on endless sun-soaked days and then follows Trill and Lena's adventures for a full year. In fast-paced chapters that move quickly from one to the next, we are treated to the madcap and hilarious hijinks of the two, which often end in trouble and sometimes injury, especially in Lena's case. From big adventures to small, in any given chapter, you may be treated to the children borrowing Trill's uncle's boat and reenacting scenes from Noah's Ark, the boat filled with the livestock, bugs, and pets found on the cove, or starting their own retirement home for horses to save an ancient horse from the slaughterhouse, and fighting an epic pirate war with Trill's grandfather and great aunt, or coming up with schemes to earn money for a new soccer ball, which involves a trip on the ferry to town and a feature on the front page of the newspaper or saving a young lamb while rounding up the sheep on the mountain, ending, unfortunately, with a helicopter ride to the hospital for Lena. Always Trill and Lena are inseparable, two mismatched partners in mischief, and sometimes they rope family members into their crazy capers. Trill's baby sister, Crolla, is ready game for their plans, and so are Trill's grandfather and his great aunt, Auntie Granny. Trill and Lena are fortunate to grow up with Trill's grandfather, who lives in the basement of Trill's family's home, and his grandfather's sister, lovingly named Auntie Granny, who lives a mere 12 miles from Trill and his family. Grandpa is a moped-riding fisherman, fond of meals of fish, boiled potatoes, and coffee. He can also be found to assist the children in their mayhem around Matilda Vick Cove. Auntie Granny, a surrogate grandmother for Trill and his siblings, and by default Lena, also often plays along with the children's silliness. She is the one who lovingly makes the waffles of the title for Lena and Trill. She and her brother, Trill's grandfather, never take themselves too seriously. They're generous with their time for Trill and Lena and never make them feel like a nuisance or an inconvenience to them. Their time and presence is at the ready for this rascally duo. There's also grandfather's best friend, Hilltop John, who lives up on the mountain above the cove. Hilltop John is a former sailor, who bears a striking likeness to an old pirate, having only one good eye and the other covered with a patch. Trill and Lena's relationship with Auntie Granny, Trill's grandfather, and Hilltop John is delightfully refreshing. They are friends and comrades, and sometimes co-conspirators. There are no complaints or grievances aired by either generation, and they share a deep mutual respect and love for one another. It is wonderful to find these types of relationships in a children's book, and I wish it could be found in more. But this book is not just lighthearted adventures and fun. In a way that is not incongruous with the rest of the story, grief makes an appearance in it as well. It comes into the story much as it does in reality, an unexpected surprise. It feels a little jarring when first reading it, a little like you were blindsided, maybe with a feeling of slight betrayal that such a heavy subject matter should invade such a lighthearted book. But as the shock wears off, and the story continues, it is evident how deftly grief is handled in the story. Surprisingly, it never weighs the story down. Instead, it introduces children to the reality of loss without overwhelming them with it. Without giving too much of the story away, 
Trill is faced with two heavy losses in the book, one on the heels of the other. But as I mentioned earlier, the story is never weighed down by them and somehow manages to maintain all its charm and humor and give space for grief at the same time. The characters go on and heal. They are never marred by their loss, but it does change their world. Adventures with Waffles is like an ode to summertime in childhood. And although I have lived my entire life in the South, when summers are brutal and often unbearable, and as unlike a Norwegian summer as you can imagine, I still find so many ties to my own childhood within its pages. The endless days of adventure with your best friend, getting into delightful and sometimes hair-raising scrapes, the tradition and celebrations of summer holidays, and of course, waffles. Much like Trill, I have an aunt who makes delicious waffles, the American kind, fluffy and delicious. They were a comfort in childhood, as was all her cooking. On my wedding day, she gifted me with a waffle maker, bringing back a flood of sweet childhood memories with her gift. As I mentioned earlier, my interest was piqued by the description of the waffles that Auntie Granny makes in Adventures with Waffles. And the other day, unable to withstand my curiosity any longer, at the descriptions of the delicious and somehow decadent Norwegian waffles, I found myself hunting for recipes. I have a few recipes that I'm planning to try. It will be a fun challenge to recreate the famous Auntie Granny waffles that Trill and Lena love so much. Isn't this what makes up the best kind of book after all? The kind which you can bring a little piece of into your own life. Maybe that is why mom and I are so fond of recreating meals and books. It's a way to preserve a little part of them in your life after you turn the last page. And it makes you feel as if the story never has to end. Read this book if you're craving a heartfelt story about friendship. Read it if you are searching for a story about an imperfect and irrepressible heroine and her loyal sidekick. Read it for the kind of adventure that involves harmless pranks and plenty of laughs. Read it for a sweet, multi-generational story that shows how vital the bond of the old and young are. Read it for a touch of the bittersweet, an introduction to grief, but one that is not weighed down or too heavy. Read it if you are a fan, like me, of scenes with scrumptious and cozy meals in your books. Read it to be reminded of the best and most ordinary adventures in childhood. Now, what are your favorite books from childhood that involve adventure, friendship, and food? I've mentioned my favorite books involving food from childhood, Bread and Jam for Francis and the Maggie Bee, but for adventure, if pressed, I would have to say Stuart Little, a favorite book I read in my early years. I have a feeling my mom might choose The Borrowers, but I will have to consult her to find out. I'd love to hear your picks, and I'd love to hear your favorite meal in a book. Have you ever tried to recreate it? If so, I want to hear about it as well. So if you don't mind sharing, comment on today's Instagram or Facebook post. Remember, there's a newly formed A Well-Read Life Facebook group if you'd like to join. Please reach out to me on Instagram if you have trouble finding it. I've also included an affiliate link to Adventures with Waffles on bookshop.org if you'd like to order a copy for yourself, as well as the other books mentioned in this episode. And if you and the children in your life enjoy this book, Maria Parr has written another book which I'm excited to read this summer called Astrid the Unstoppable. You may like it as well. Well, that's all for this week. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Until next time.